Welcome to another episode of One for the Table. I'm, I'm your host, Kong. Kimchi. Why do you always pause? I was just like, well, I don't know, hoping you'll say hi or something. I did. I was going to say hi. And you didn't. So then I just continued. Yeah, there's a little, there's like a little tiny bit of like delay because it has to go into the internet from your computer and then like to my computer. So if you take a little bit of a pause, it's going to be a little bit longer before I actually get it, even though we're right next to each other. So, I mean, we've already done this so many times and, you know, you still can't get the hang of it. <laughs> our our rhythm is off. And speaking of not being able to get the hang of it, um, there was one week where we didn't upload the episode because um, <laughs> even though the episode was done, John forgot to upload it. I'm so sorry. Um, in 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 my defense, like we never really old, established. Yes. You're senile. Yes. Excuse me. Excuse me. I am here for your birthday. Um, yeah, it's right. all about me and yeah. my feelings. <laughs> so we never established roles in this podcast. Um, this is very much a partnership. And if one See, person... <laughs> it's been his job to upload the episodes every like week. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, why didn't you do it? And I'm like, you've been doing it this entire time. And then all of a sudden okay. you forget to do it and all of a sudden it's my fault? It wasn't that I didn't upload the episode. The episode was uploaded um, because actually Rob is the one that does that. It is both our jobs to title and give no, no, the no, synopsis. No, no, no. Don't try to blame me for your shortcomings. <laughs> do not put me into this. Because I do know that you've done it a couple of times at least. I have and never... And that you absolutely have the password to get into the You've website. You've always been the person to post this that has never changed. And now once <laughs> you say, hey, could you post the episode? No. <laughs> that has been your responsibility. And the only reason why I even um, realized that that happened was because I was on threads and somebody had made a post saying that we didn't have an episode this week. So they had no one to listen to. Um while going to like the gym or something. And I was like, oh, they, they first at first I was like, oh, they listen to us when they work out. And then I was like, oh, oh shit. I forgot to, I forgot to, I forgot to post this thing. Was there a part of you that was like slightly scared? Like, oh God, Kim is going to flip out. No. Okay, yeah. Cause I don't flip out. No. First of all, you don't flip out and be like, why is it just my responsibility anyway? Hey, you have never expressed, <laughs> oh my God, pressing like publish is too much for me. I just simply cannot do it. Could you do it for once? Not once had you expressed any sort of discomfort with this responsibility and you've been doing it every week. And now because you conveniently forgot to do it, all of a sudden now I'm responsible. This is a team effort. Um... <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, here, Anyways, we're here to support um, each other. This is this is women supporting women in STEM. But we will talk about where um, John does excel in. Um, he is very good at making breakfast. <laughs> is this the interesting thing you've eaten this week? It was like very simple, but like, I don't know. I wasn't expecting it. I was just like, I woke up, drank my coffee, and I was like fucking around on my phone. And then John just hands me a bowl. And in this bowl, there's rice. 
And then there was like an omelet. And I'm like, oh, cool, rice and eggs. And I started eating it. But then it was like, there was like sesame oil, frikake, and like salt and like soy sauce on there. It all sounds very simple, but like, it really hit the spot somehow. Oh, I'm glad you liked it. So the omelet was like super fluffy mm. and moist. And then like the rice just like sopped up all the um, egg juice and all the different seasonings. It was really good. So the way that I make my omelet rice is that I use first, I use the bowl that I'm going to use the rice in that I put the rice in to actually crack and mix the eggs. So there's like a little bit of raw egg at the bottom. And the, when the rice hits it, it cooks that egg at the bottom enough. It's it's hot enough because the rice goes in at like 150 degrees. So for um, they're like, eat raw egg, salmonella. No, 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 no. And even then, I put raw egg in my rice all the time anyway. And I'm fine. I mean, I eat raw eggs, you know. I, it's a risk that's totally worth it to me. Um, however, if a listener does, list, you know, decides to eat a raw egg and get salmonella, we are oh, not oh, responsible. Oh, I can do it. I can do it. I know exactly what I'm supposed to write in all the menus. Consuming raw or undercooked eggs or meats can result in food, can, can increase your risk of contracting foodborne illness. Um, and you do so at your own risk. Yes. And personally for me, um, the payoff is worth it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Um, and so after after you like dump the egg into the pan, a nicely buttered pan, nonstick frying pan with butter, uh, once the egg hits the pan, you got to take your chopsticks and you got to like kind of like scratch at the egg. Obviously use wooden chopsticks on a nonstick pan when you do this so that you kind of scramble the first part of the eggs that hits the pan and then you let it, you leave it alone for a little bit. So the egg, the liquid egg at the bottom of the pan becomes like omelet-like with a little bit of scrambled egg in the middle. And then you fold the omelet on top of this scrambled egg and then just make, and then you fold it again for like two layers. So like two omelet layers, one scrambled egg later. And that's how you get like super fluffy. And there's plenty of liquid egg in there still. So it really gets into your rice. Mm, yum. Mm-hmm. Honestly, egg and rice is probably like my favorite breakfast. Mine too. And, and that's like my biggest like issue with like a lot of like American diners. Mm-hmm. It's always the same thing. It's like two eggs, two bacon, like two toast or like pancakes. Um, but it, like a lot of times like I was like, I don't want this for breakfast. I want rice, eggs and maybe bacon. And normally when you do like an egg and rice thing, your ratio mm-hmm. of how much egg versus how much rice you have is like, is way different because you normally have like more egg than you would have rice. And when you only have like two eggs with toast and bacon or everything else, like that's, that to me is like too much breakfast. Yeah. Like a full American, full well, English like breakfast. breakfast. Like that's like, yet like not as satisfying as eating like a bowl of rice per se. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eating because bread is more dense. Bread, muffins, pancakes and stuff is is more dense. So you actually like cram a whole lot more carbohydrates. So it takes up less space in your stomach, I think. Rice actually like fills it up and actually gets you full. At least it does for me. Yeah. And it just tastes yummy, so soft mm-hmm. and fluffy and ooey. Mm, I love rice. Me too. 
you're I can't listening wait to for the, the duck eggs to podcast get here. with two Asian people. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so our opinions might be a little biased. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, like, is this? I don't know if we have mentioned this on the podcast before, but like, like I'm really starting to come around to pancakes. You know what? I am exactly the same. <laughs> you know, we talked about how much like we don't like pancakes. And, you know, I carried a sentiment with me for the longest time. And the other day, one of my friends was like, want to meet me for um, breakfast? Um, and I was like, sure. You know, like, because I, breakfast I always eat at home. So, like, you know, I don't really ever have, like, a reason or excuse to ever, like, go get breakfast somewhere else, you know? Like, mm-hmm. breakfast is a different thing about breakfast, breakfast. And I guess, like, this place is known for their pancakes, and, like, the line is long. So she was like, let's meet there at um, 8.30. And I'm like, oh, my God, I never leave my house before, like, 10 a.m. <laughs> at least, and even that's early for me. <laughs> but, yeah, I went to this, like, diner place at 8.30, and there was still a line. Luckily, it moved fast. We sat down, and then I ordered, like, omelet and like and then we shared like a pancake stack oh and normally i'm never like a pancake for breakfast person you know like i mean to me pancakes more like a dessert you know like a meal yeah. in between or you know but for some reason these pancakes really really hit so they're super fluffy but then also like the part where it touches the grill were crispy mm. and then there were and there's like a little like salty aftertaste, but then it was also really buttery. Mm. And I don't like too much like syrup on my pancake because I feel like it just makes the cake denser and too sweet. I just like a little like kiss of a syrup. And mm-hmm. that's exactly how I ate it. And it was really, really good. And I'm like, I can see why um people get into pancakes. Like I still wouldn't like go to a diner and just order pancakes for breakfast, but... Like, definitely one for the table. Like sharing like a stack, you know, like this is a rather pleasant experience. Yeah. And as someone who is like a butter enthusiast, you know, being able to taste like a cake that is so buttery and salty, I was believing in the fantasy. I agree. Pause for a second. Turn off the notifications on your computer. I can hear whatever text message. Oh, sorry. Someone is blowing up your phone. What is that? Uh, Discord. Should we start a Discord for the podcast? Let's turn interest. I mean, like, what would we do on it? Like, just go on and hang out with people who who like like us. I've ever used Discord for um, games, so I wouldn't know like how to use Discord otherwise. Yeah, I've definitely. I mean, I'm open to it. I'm not opposed to it, but I just yeah, I'm part of some like food YouTuber discords and stuff like that, and like I think. I don't know if it gets big enough, like we could mm-hmm. turn on the live chat on discord. Yeah. While we go live, while we like record our podcasts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should Hopefully keep all we have of this a in. lot of intelligent listeners who um, can <laughs> figure out discord. <laughs> usually. I mean, just like late millennial Gen Z. I feel like those are the people that or Yeah. Late millennial. I can't say millennial late millennial and Gen Z. Beyond Discord. Hmm. Well, Discord, you heard it here first. Yeah. Okay, anyways, let's go back to the um the breakfast. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my personal favorite breakfast growing up was 
just rice and raw egg mixed together. Mm-hmm. And then um, like dash up like soy sauce in there. Oh, and yeah. like a lot of people who Americans are going to think like it's weird and you're probably not going to like it because it's like mushy. And, you know, you also get like a lot of those like, you am a texture person, you know? <laughs> and I just like, I roll those people. I'm like, okay, <laughs> we get it. You're white. <laughs> you are spicy today. Oh my God. <laughs> it's always like, I don't know. It's okay to not like something, you know? It's true. But it is okay I, to not like something, but it's like... It's okay to not like something, but then there are also people, like, who declares, like, I'm not going to like this, I'm not going to like this, and then they won't even try it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't yeah. know, I feel like... It's one thing, like, if you're allergic. Um, but, I don't know, at least take, like, a small taste of it before you decide you're not going to like it instead of not even that i'm like a try i'm a person that will try something like multiple times to make sure that Mm -hmm. it's not for me because um first of all i don't like feeling left out when it comes to food and was like oh maybe like i'm just not eating it right or maybe i'm not and it's not even like i won't try something more than once at a sitting like if i come across it again like mm-hmm. a dish or something like that. I was like, well, maybe I just didn't have it in the right way. Or the person that made it wasn't the first time wasn't very good at it. Like there's That's so true. many reasons why an experience for food might not be ideal in any given situation that it's like, okay, if you've had it's, it once, like if someone else is eating it, like ask if you can just try some again. Like what's the worst thing? Like people who make such a big deal about not liking the taste of something versus like doing other things, going through other things that they don't like. Like, come on. Aside it's not that pancakes, serious. What are like some of the food that you like didn't like before, but then like it like grew on you or you learned to love it? I think I'm convinced I started liking pancakes because I'm involved with a podcast that's called one for the table Mm. (laughs) i think it's just like it's just been like positive reinforcement being on this podcast and like having that associated with pancakes i was like "Uh." and they're also easy to make they are like less hassle than a waffle for sure because i don't have a waffle maker Mm -hmm. and I have like, especially now that I have my like electric stove that has a built-in griddle on it that's just on all the time. It's like, I can make pancakes whenever. And so mm-hmm. I find especially protein pancakes are pretty good. It's just protein bread with butter and uh, sugar-free syrup. But um, other foods that uh, I don't like that I've had, that I got used to and then began to like later. Oh, fish. I used to be... I think I had a really bad reaction to like fish um, when I was younger. And for the longest time, I could not eat any kind of fish. I think it was like between the ages of like, I don't know, like five and like 12 or whatnot. And then what got me liking fish again is actually sushi. And then I started enjoying steamed fish as long as it wasn't too fishy tasting and now I'm now I'm okay. But there are situations where I can have too much fish and not feel very good. Mm-hmm. Afterwards, it gets a little too fishy, for the lack of a better word. 
Yeah, and then doesn't like too much of that fishy pungency does make my stomach turn if I have like way too much of it. Makes sense. A food that I used to like hate before, but grew to love it, is actually um, bitter melon. And that's still not my favorite. Like the first time I tasted yeah. bitter melon, I was just like, oh my God, it's so bitter. Like, why would anybody eat this? But then the more I did, I'm like, okay, I think I kind of get it. I get it. Okay. All right. Maybe I need to have better. And then I'm um, in Korea. There's this dish called hongohe, hongohe, which is a skate wing that's been fermented. Oh, damn. Uh, when you eat it, it has like a very, very strong ammonia scent. Yeah. Like very strong to the point where like your nose goes numb. Ooh. Uh-huh. Um, but it that's like, and I had it when I was young and I'm like, oh my God, this is disgusting. How can anybody eat this? And I ate it as an adult and I'm like, oh, it's not like a taste that like, I'm going to like rush out the door to get it. But I, I see why people like it. And I kind of don't mind it now. I think I'll never really get to a point where I like mind anything. Like if it makes me cry, like like ammonia, I'm really sensitive to that Mm -hmm. um, kind of like aroma because it's it's not really a taste. Really, it's it's like a it's like a really strong smell. Um, So like thousand year old egg, unless it's in kanji. Oh, I bet hongohe might be pretty good in kanji then. Mm. Like bits of it, you think? Maybe. Yeah, I'm not opposed to trying it. Because thousand-year-old egg is amazing in kanji. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it might be good. Hmm. But also, it's, so, it's such a good delicacy that it's expensive. I couldn't imagine just like putting it in a kanji. <laughs> oh, that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. It's not something that's like easily accessible, so... Yeah. And then also... um. The first time I tried Szechuan peppercorn, mm-hmm. like I bit into the Szechuan peppercorn and my entire mouth then numb. And I was Did like, you, you what were having like the a... hell is this? All right. I think I gave it to somebody for the first time and they thought they were having an allergic reaction to it mm-hmm. because they were allergic to like a lot of food. So they like, I think, I think they had a little bit of a, not a panic attack, but they, they definitely like got worried a little bit. And I'm not sure if they injected themselves or not, but I was like, oh, um, I'm very, very sorry. Everybody feels that way when they meet you with this. Because so. it makes you able to eat spicier. Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm sort of like addicted to it. Like, um, it's so mala. good. It's so good. Oh, you still haven't had a mala dry pot. I have not, but it's way too hot here right now to do it. I'm in LA again. But, but you say that. But then when you think about all the places that eat dry pots and hot pots, they're like mm-hmm. hot tropical places. Yeah, but those are all like places where it's like the best thing that you can do for your body to stay cool is literally sweat a lot. And we don't have we don't we have fan we have ceiling fans and we have cold drinks <laughs> and we had nyangmyeon yesterday. I mean, they did too. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like they're like living in some like third world jungle. (laughs) Oh, I know that. I know that. But like, I just, I, I, I do not like hot food in hot weather. 
I, I like refreshing. I'm I'm refreshing. <laughs> I like my refreshing. <laughs> Either that, or I have to be like in very very cold air conditioning. Yesterday was lunch. Yesterday's lunch was so perfect. Like cold apps, cold food. So icy, yesterday cold we food. went to um, a Korean restaurant that specialized in naengmyeon and jokbal naengche. And naengmyeon is a Korean noodle dish where they chill the beef um, broth. You've heard us talk about it in this podcast before if you're a regular listener. And chokbal naengche is like a pork hock that's mm-hmm. been chilled, sliced thinly. And then they serve it on top of like a bed of salad with like these like super garlicky ginger dressing. It was it is so yummy. Oh, and we just had like cold food and cold food. And we also had um, garlic fried pancakes. Garlic fried? Chive. Gar- garlic chives. Garlic chive. Garlic chive. Not garlic chive. 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 Garlic chive fried pancakes. There was Pan no fried. garlic in there. Oh, we call them garlic chives because the flat ones, right? Yeah. Yeah, in English, those are called garlic chives. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also called Oh, yeah, because the American chives are like the super long and skinny ones, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Those are more oniony and the, gar- and the garlic chives are more garlicky. Yeah. Oh, do you feel like a lot of times, like, instead of chives... It's like much more cost efficient to just use green onion. Um, yes, I, it depends because I mean, like I appreciate like the flavor of chive. I yes. just don't understand why it's so expensive. <laughs> because they're very they don't they spoil really fast. Yeah, um, well, they're green more onion, delicate. Like you buy like a bundle, it lasts and forever you, in your refrigerator. Oh, for sure. And like chives themselves, like they're. I think it's because they are smaller. But I only use those as like garnish, really. Right, same with green onion, though. A lot of times when I see like food content creators, like they use like chives for everything. But I'm like, I get it. I get it. And I, you know, but I just feel like green onion will be just like a much more. I agree for, for like some things. But for chives, I think that's also because the water content is less. So it's not much of a vegetable mm. taste. It's just more of a flavor. So like I wouldn't, for, I, for, for example, I wouldn't really put personally green onions on mashed potatoes. What? I would put them on a baked potato, but I wouldn't put it on mashed potatoes. I would prefer, I would prefer chives. I would prefer like small slices. I would prefer green chives. onion on mashed potatoes. Really? Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes, because I don't want, I don't really want anything to interrupt the texture of the mashed potatoes, and I think green onions is too big and too like kind of has a has a vegetable crunch to it. That oh, you would... don't have to like cut it like that thick. You know, you can also slice it very thinly. You could, you could. But see, I think that's why I like green onion with mashed potatoes because mashed potatoes like so rich and creamy, and then the green onion. Like, just kind of, like, cut through all that richness. Yeah. But so you, your own, you know, if you like chives, yeah, yeah, yeah. put chives on. If you like green onions, put green onions on. I mean, chances... Mashed potato, police. <laughs> I mean, chances are I will be using... I don't have chives. Unless I had chives in my garden, um, I don't really have chives on the ready very often. 
And then sort of like opposite to like what we're talking about. Do you know which food I used to like love, 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 but now like I don't love it as much anymore? Oh, what? Tell me. Short rib. Oh, that is a bold statement. Why? I mean, okay, no, I still love short rib. It's not, I like, it's not that like, oh, short rib is disgusting. I'll never fucking eat. It's not that at all. Okay. Um, but growing up, like, so short rib was like an expensive food, so we didn't get to like eat it often, right? Mm-hmm. If there was like a Carby gym or something, or like LA Carby, it was like a special day. But after like being in like the food scene and, you know, like, Seeing you know, like a lot everything. of people that want to like go taste like, I just feel like short rib is like served everywhere now. Like short rib tacos, short rib bone broth, short rib like pizza, yes. um, like short rib this, short rib that. Um, here's like short rib, like cheese melted over. And it's not that like I just like it. I think I just got sick of it because short like all the fine dining or any like sort of like, you know. I think the reason why you see short rib a lot is that it's easy. It's okay. So it's not like easy to cook in the general sense, but it's easy in the sense that you just brave short rib for a really, really long time. Mm-hmm. And because it's so fatty, it will always be like a moist meat. Mm-hmm. And you can just kind of like leave it. Like it's yeah. also easy to store and easy to slop onto things. And so that's why you see a lot of short rib around. And it's also like in a lot of people's minds, it's a fancy thing, but it's also like a time and effort effective labor, not very labor intensive thing to make. So that's why a lot of restaurants say we'll have short rib something on the menu and cause they know it'll do well. Um, I still like short rib, but I do agree that it doesn't hit the same now that it's everywhere. And also, like, if I ever see short rib on a tasting menu, I just know they want me to be full. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> it's, it's so, they, they so want me rich. to hurt myself. Yeah, it's so mm. rich and it's so fatty that, like, you know, when your stomach is is, like, exposed to that much that much oil and fat at once, like in the form of liquid fat, it literally like shrinks up. Like it, mm-hmm. it, it puckers and makes you feel full immediately. It's a very good trick to have at the end of a tasting menu to put a little, that's a tiny bit of short rib in there. And even the hungriest person that comes to like your set course dinner will leave at least satisfied at most feeling over stuff because generally there's like a dessert or two that comes after that and also yeah and you, i mean i do that trick i do i always do that trick you're <laughs> here first so if you're like yeah. overly full from john's dinner you're like the damn short rib he did it again. <laughs> it's the short rib the that short rib, did short it rib. Me. and the way like short rib is served it's always served at like rich accoutrements too like mm-hmm. cheesy grits or like Heavy mashed potato. Or, oh, I like pairing it with pickles. Yeah, well, you're not most people. I'm talking about in general sense. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not everything is about you! <laughs> I thought you would be happy to find out that I pair my short rib with pickles. Because you always need a little... little you need a little tart. Just a little... That little... 
<laughs> little what? Do that again. <laughs> little moi. <laughs> but generally, short rib is third with like richer condiments, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, or like a carb. Yeah. Even like when they serve it like an Asian way, you know, like Korean garbage gym with like cheese like torched on it or something like that. Or it served That's a rice a cake. Oh my gosh, that sounds so filling. Yeah. But also kind of good. So, so let me rephrase. I don't hate short rib. I'm just sick of short rib. And I'd be fine just like taking a break from it for a while. So wait, Korean kalbi, how do you say it? Kalbijin. Kalbijin. So if you had that short ribs with cheese on top of it, on top of tteokbokki, would that be like poutine? No, because there's no potato. No, but it's kind of like it. It's kind of like French fries. No, not at all. <laughs> I wonder if it like it's, it hits. You like, can just turn meat into fries. I was hoping that tteokbokki would be like the replacement for fries. No, not even. It's shaped similarly. No. Okay. I will stand <laughs> my ground on this one. <laughs> you will not colonize <laughs> a Korean dish like this, calling it a poutine. <laughs> <laughs> on that note we should take a break because the instacart is here all right unsponsored break time and just like that we're back no seriously don't post that on wiki feed <laughs> so john had just like feed up like right on my screen for some reason so i took a screenshot of it um i think i'm gonna I was post sitting- it on wiki feed no, don't. I was sitting at a wide cross-legged angle and stretching out my hip at the same time. And it just so happened that my feet was pointed at the camera and I did not realize it. And no, if I'm going to get on there, I want it to be like real. And for real reasons. Real. Not because, not what because you decided. A fake? A no, thing? not because that you decided that you decided that it would be funny to post my feet on a wiki feed. I want like somebody who actually cares about that stuff. I want it to be special. I want it to be special. Let me see if you're already on wiki feed. I am definitely not. not on wiki feed already. I'm not. You've checked. I have not checked, but I feel like that's what we, this would be one of those things where it's like the minute that I go on live stream, somebody would immediately tell me and report to me that I am on, on wiki feed. Okay, so I'm on Wikifeet right now. Oh, there's a Wikifeet men. All right, so let's see. John oh, Kong. I did not know that. I did not know that it was gendered. Hmm. Okay, upload. Wait, stop. No, no. Members only. I have to be a member to upload a picture of... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, do I not can't open upload a membership. A- I guess I can't. I'm not opening a membership. <laughs> Your username is not going to be like Kim Feet. Kim Feet. Oh my god. <laughs> John Feet makes me Kong. Yeah. Well, John, I can't make you a star on Wiki Feet, unfortunately. Ah, uh, that's okay. That's okay. Due to the barriers, I don't need to rely on nepotism <laughs> to get me on Wiki Feet. Feetism. Feetism. Uh. I know I had a story to tell, or at least, oh yeah, I was in Seattle recently for the first time and it is beautiful up there. It's so pretty. 
and the air is so amazing. I actually ran a half marathon when I was up there and I didn't even plan on it. It was just, the air was just so clean. I couldn't stop running, but we got to hang out at the chef steps studio and they're the, they make all these like tools and stuff specifically like the best sous vide stick circulator personally in my opinion that's on the market right now and i got to cook with a whole bunch of content creators including one of your faves um cooking with shireen cooking with shireen and if you don't know um cooking with shireen she's like your friend's cool mom yes one hundred percent. It's how she come across, and then all of her recipes actually look really delicious. I would love to taste her cooking, and she seems like a cool woman. And she someone, is. I'm a sucker for like fun moms that are food content creators. I think that's why I love like cooking with Shireen or um um oh my god the lunchbox um what's oh my god Jessica Jessica yeah let's co- let's make lunch for my kids yeah. Um, and then cooking bomb, cooking bomb. Hell yeah. Tabitha Brown like, too. Yeah. It was just like when the moms are like making like food for their kids, like in the video, like, you know, like these are like genuine food, you know, that yeah. they're making it with love because they want their kids to eat it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I agree. And, and it's not just when, when like, you say, when mm-hmm. you say like, I, I understand what you mean, but when people say like, quote unquote, cool moms. Like, it's not like a mom who's trying to be cool, but an actually cool mom. So she's like, the cool mom is not the mom who gives you like wine coolers while you're in high school because she'd rather you drink at home. Like, it's not the Amy Poehler from Mean Girls mom, but it's like the actual cool mom who like walks in fucking done up with a glass of really nice wine, seeing what you're doing. And she's not giving you any wine because it's probably expensive wine. So like that's the cool mom vibe that Shireen mm-hmm. gives off. She's coming off. She's coming in with like Chan, like her Chanel scarf and just like looking fabulous. She waltzes in into the studio like just decked out and just like ready. And she she's just so pretty. I love and her. And then while you're hanging out, your friend, her mom probably asks you, "Do you want to stay for dinner?" And you say yes. And then the dinner is like better than anything you could have ever eaten. Like it's coursed out. It's uh-huh. served. It's it's served in in the um in the stob, cast iron, mm-hmm. unmarked, still like clean looking Dutch and oven like, that she cooked it in. Oh, hope and you like it. It's just something I threw together. Yeah. And like, what do you mean? This like dish that I've tasted is like the most delicious dish uh, that I've ever had. <laughs> it's something you just threw together. Yes. Oh my God. That, that and while is your her. friend is complaining, he's like, Mom, this dish again? <laughs> and then you kind of want to like slap your friend. Oh, why is your dog barking at me? I don't know. Butter, what's wrong? Why focus, are you focus, at focus, me? focus, focus, focus. Don't get sorry, distracted. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, yeah. What were you talking about? Your friend. Oh, yeah. Oh my God. You really do have ADHD, don't you? I can't help it. You know what? It's, it's fine. It's fine. It keeps oh, yeah. our of content. It's fine. What are we going to do about it? <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing we can do. There's literally nothing that we can do about it. And it, I'm sure it helps keep our content fresh and, and exciting Woo-hoo. and exciting. Yeah. Fresh and exciting. Woo-hoo. What are you doing? What is that? Is that a pipe cleaner? 
It's just a pipe cleaner. I was oh, are you cleaning out your straw? Okay, yeah. and now you're talking about how I'm ADD? Because you're going on about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, let's bring it back. This podcast is going so... See? It's not me. I'm not doing it. It's not my fault. No, no, no. Getting distracted by it is your fault. <laughs> yeah, but he's just so cute. And my dog is pretty cute. Butter is so cute. Oh my god! So speaking of um dog being cute, mm-hmm. um, one of my friend posted about um his dog food that he was feeding to his dog. Mm-hmm. So basically, um, he moved to LA and um he switched his like dog food to one of those like chef like curated thing. Like they're like refrigerated and yeah, and it's yeah. like the best thing you can feed to your dog. You know, one of those like artisanal like dog food thing. Yeah. But anyways, his dog basically like started to go blind and was like losing energy. And then he had no idea why. And he kept taking it to like the hospital and like doing all these things. And like the dog's like hair wasn't growing. <gasps> oh my and God. And then he switched the food back to kibble. Yeah. And then the dog miraculously got better. And then all the symptoms went away. And then he realized that food like the artisanal food that he's been feeding his dog was actually making the dog malnourished from nutrients. Whoa, that is wild. Right? I mean, like, yeah. Like, you you have, you see them on TikTok, too. Actually, there's this one dog food one where it's, like, super asmr and everything is, like, frozen, flash frozen, and looks, like, super delicious, and there's, like, bone broth and stuff that you can give mm-hmm. to your dogs and stuff. Like, yes. I mean... You know, whole foods are probably pretty good for it. But like at the end of the day, the kibble has been like, for at least like the good quality kibble is like scientifically back to be like wholly nutritious. Like it's supposed to be everything your dog actually needs in the day. And if you're giving your dog like frozen or pre-prepared or mushed up meals and stuff like that, there's no guarantee that there's enough of any one thing, especially if your dog has been just over the course of their life, gotten so used to having something that was so easily accessed in nutrients. Like you can't just make that switch like that. Even when you're switching kibble, you're supposed to like slowly change it. Like start with like three quarters to one quarter, half and half, and then three quarters of one quarter, and then like switch it out. You're not supposed to switch out dog food like that really really fast it's not good for your dog it's kind of crazy how like dogs were these like wild creatures that were like that would survive in the wild and then humans like domesticated them and now like they have zero survival instinct yeah they'll die without humans yeah and even like what humans care like they still find ways to like harm themselves by like eating things that they're not supposed to (laughs) oh my god yes yes you're i mean we are talking about butter (laughs) and also like why are dogs like so so many things it's because we've like bred like half of them are, are are more inbred than like the british royal family like it's it's like it's it's that issue it's like we we've decided that we think the one trait in a specific dog is super cute. And even though it's like physically not possible for them to excel in that way because of this deformity that we find to be adorable, 
Um, so we just make sure they keep it. And so they have breathing problems and skin problems and digestive issues and all of that stuff that's associated with it. And we just, that's, that's us. That's, that's selective breeding for you. Poor doggies, but we love them. Poor doggies, poor doggies. But we do that with a whole, a lot of animals. Like there, if the world ends and it's like every person and animal for themselves, like ain't none of those chickens at the Tyson factory going to survive. Imagine what a beautiful place Earth would be, like if humans never existed. Yes, but I also think about how like the world is cruel and nature is ruthless. Mm-hmm. Like it is beautiful, but it is trying to kill you at all times. Like the world is literally trying to like, it is coming for you at all oh, like, times. We just are so, like... We're actually no different than dogs. Like we've selectively oh, we're bred like, a whole bunch of... Fundamentally like changing like the landscape and like the ozone layers and like yes, yeah, burning things 100%. down and yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. polluting DC with like microplastics and yeah and if we stopped if we like just ceased to exist the world would literally heal back and pretend nothing happened within a couple of years for sure yeah. I mean all the domesticated animals would all die off yeah uh, all the domestic and, and the wild ones, it would just start a different cycle without humans and it would just look a slightly different and it might be a change in trajectory. But like otherwise, like our interest in preserving the environment is ultimately selfish because it is going to be harder for us to survive with the way that we are fucking up this planet. Mm-hmm. But if we did not survive, the planet would literally brush us off like, oh, well. That kind of sucked for a minute. And I don't think people realize that. They think like, oh, we're hurting the earth, bitch. No, we're not. (laughs) Earth will bounce back. We would not. We are are delicate and fleshy. (laughs) Okay, let's talk about a theoretical scenario. What what you think would happen. Okay. So, you know, Danis snaps his fingers Mm -hmm. and half the population disappears. Mm -hmm. Except... All the liberals are gone, and it's only conservatives left on Earth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like far right wing people are the only mm-hmm. ones left. Yes. What do you think the world will be like? They will actually probably calm the fuck down. Like, it is very obvious that even though, whereas like liberal minded people with the things that we are interested in, um, we kind of like make our own fun. We produce our own art. Like that is your general mindset of like overgeneralizing, obviously. But then again, we're snapping away half of them based on a generalization. Like we do a lot of the creative production that we put out into the world. Whereas like the hyper-conservative people exist only as a foil to the people that they don't like. Like who they do not like comprises most of their personality that is why even though they have their own like social media networks like truth social and patreon whatever the other the other one ones like conservative versions of twitter existed but they really wanted to celebrate taking over twitter because we were on there as well and now that everyone is leaving twitter it's going to implode because they actually can't stand being around each other because that is 
all they do. They exist in to spite us, but without us, they also have nothing to talk about. <laughs> so true. Like that is that is it. Like that's 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 just the thing. Like I've noticed this for so, like if you ever went on those websites and stuff like that, that's all they do. Yesterday they don't talk about their driving, actual. I thought. Oh, sorry. I was like, they don't talk about their passions and loves and stuff like that because, frankly, they think that shit is gay. That's true. <laughs> Yesterday I was driving um, here in L.A. and I saw this car um, and he had like a big neon sign in the back of his window that says, do not trust the liberal media. And I'm like, that is kind of like a bold thing to um, like carrying around like L.A., Oh, both, yeah. both sentiment to like display around LA. So like, then LA I was is... like, I'm going to like drive a little ahead just to see what it looks like. I'll bet you he's a balding white guy um, with those like Oakley sunglasses. Yeah. And I was exactly right. I was like, yeah, all of you look the same. I mean, I feel like there are a lot, there are a lot of conservatives in Los Angeles and California Oh, in general, for sure. Cause, yeah, because California is just like, it's the type of place that attracts everyone of all kinds. Um, because I've seen, I've seen like Christian billboards and stuff like that just straight up in downtown LA. I mean, the two biggest fast food chains here all have like Bible references on them, like Chick-fil-A oh, sure. and, and In-N-Out has like, like Bible references on their thing. Like they're, they are everywhere and but it's just like it's weird that it happens here like even though everybody is next to each other in a way it doesn't seem like people are really coexisting here i mean also there's like a huge separation of like neighborhoods spaces neighborhoods distance. you know yeah. yeah from like east la to like cape town to like downtown to beverly hills to Inglewood to Silver Lake, you know, just all different, like very yeah. segregated neighborhoods. Yeah, I was in Silver Lake the other day. It's very, very hip. Yeah, Silver Lake is um a cute place to go if you don't drive. Because there's no drive. fucking parking anywhere. <laughs> is it is, is Silver Lake somewhat walkable though? From here? Not here. Like in general, like the neighborhood. Like you know how West oh. Hollywood is walkable, Silver Lake is yeah. like is Silver Lake like walkable? Mm, if you don't mind walking a lot. Okay. So maybe it's like scooterable. It's definitely scooterable. But okay. also there's like in Silver Lake there's like also a lot of hills. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. So I mean, you could, I mean, technically LA is walkable. It's just a matter of like are you going to enjoy your walk? Well, and that's no. to be determined. No. No, <laughs> I've run a lot around this, around this area and it's, it's not the most pleasant thing, but the weather's nice. The weather is beautiful. The yeah. weather is beautiful. It do be beautiful. Okay. Wait, but so going back to, um, Santa's finger snaps Uh huh. and all the conservatives disappear and it's only liberals left. Mm-hmm. What do you think will happen? Um, so I would, that would be assuming that I survived and I, I think it would be split up pretty quickly 
mm-hmm. between liberals and leftists. Mm-hmm. If those were the only two types of folks that that were left, because leftists are are that leaning. Um, and then I think liberals would probably be like the new conservatives, in a way. And that we just argue over like a whole bunch of stuff and maybe not get a lot. We might get more done, mm-hmm. but we still wouldn't get a lot done. We'd be arguing for about everything. <laughs> we would be arguing about so much. And I would probably very quickly be very annoyed <laughs> and just <laughs> hermit myself and just live by myself. But yeah, no, I think society would function, would still function and function better. And mm-hmm. probably we would have a very, a much, we would maintain a better role in regards to the, re- wait, if he snapped, does he snaps the entire world or just the USA? Well, let's just say just the USA. Okay. So if, if he's, and only the liberals are there, like we'd still probably be talking with the rest of the world. If the conservatives were here, like we would, the rest of the world would probably not take us seriously anymore. Sure. Okay, now here's another question. Mm. Which do you think will be a better thriving society? If all the men disappeared, if or if all the women yes. disappeared? Kill all men. the women disappear? No, kill all men. 100%. Get rid and of every single one. I agree. Also, also, just based off of like physiology and science, it seems like it would be much easier to figure out how women can just continue to... Uh, procreate by themselves than trying to figure out how to get men to do that. So like if only the men were around, we'd be in for like maybe a couple of generations if we do not kill ourselves within the first one, which we probably mm-hmm. will. Um, and then, and the women will figure it out and they could like keep humanity going. And, but I, I still do encourage them to, to like, you know, throw all the male babies down the well. <laughs> yeah no. you scratch the semen and toss it down the well yeah kill all men me first uh, theoretical extreme situations anyways <laughs> <laughs> so back to on breakfast eggs <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wow we really veered off top this of is really the stuff that I think about when I'm like chopping vegetables and stuff like that it was like ah uh, how would the world be better it's like if, if there were no men I think about like the most random things and like the most random times. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm like, do I have my birth certificate? <laughs> what? Do you? And yeah, yeah. I and think sometimes I like, I don't know, I'll be like going through like the airport uh-huh. and be like, did I forget to turn off like the shower? I mean, I always turn off the shower, but like mm-hmm. just random thoughts. When you when you texted me and asked me if uh, we had if I had my passport, that was mm-hmm. actually like a, and then you were like, "I'm sorry, I'm being such a mom." I was like, "That is actually that was valid," because normally I just carry my because I have an enhanced license, mm-hmm. um, so generally that works as like a a real ID for everything, but you cannot fly to Mexico with it, and the only reason why I had my passport was because. I got a speeding ticket like two days before um, I left for Seattle and Mm -hmm. the cop did not give me back my license. What? Why? Yeah. No, the cop did straight up did not give me back my license. I was so flustered with getting a speeding ticket 
a block away from my house, by the way. I was so upset because that they had turned like the next street over into a speed trap. I mean, yeah, whatever. And so he did not give me back my license. And so I preemptively just carried my passport with me everywhere because I needed an ID when I realized that. And the day, like the evening before I left, the cop showed up at my house and gave me my license back. That's how I know he took it. He gave it back, but not before I already ordered a replacement one. Like I spent the 30 bucks to get it replaced from the secretary of state. So I'm going to have two licenses by the time I get back, which I hear is also illegal to have, but... I was so, I was so upset. I was so upset that he like put me through all of that. But well, maybe he didn't be in neighborhoods. Hmm. How about that? Okay. 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 we're, We're not talking about that right now. But that being said, if he did not do that, there is a chance that I would have forgotten to bring my passport. Yeah. I only ask because like John is a very intelligent human being, but. Um, he's not the most, um, he's not the most, um, go on. I'm I'm, I'm trying to find like the best word. Just use any word, Kim. Only thing that matters is you have your passport for this Mexico (laughs) trip we're about to go on. And that makes me very happy. Finish your sentence. No, no. Maybe forgetful like? sometimes. You know, yeah, yeah, let's go and forget. <laughs> I mean, you are very forgetful though. I am. Wait, how what what have we done together that we that would lead you to think that I am very forgetful? Like if we're gonna upload the podcast. That was one time. You never lock the door when you come in to my home. <laughs> Like that never. It's not my fault. No, no, no. That is your fault. <laughs> and sometimes, like at three a.m., I would like check the door just to make sure I'm like, oh, it's, it's been wide open. <laughs> <laughs> and um, John just locked the door that he forgot to lock. Listen, so, I um, I'm not gonna say I, I have. First of all, I have electric locks at my house so yes i'm so sorry that we're a peasant and we can't afford to have electric locks on our home that we rent yeah we have it's actually really easy to replace them i can install them if you want no i'm not putting more money into this rent home but you can also take it with you oh yeah i'm not gonna i'm not gonna know how to dismantle that (laughs) okay well just so you know I, i i can do both but I do a lot of handy stuff around this house. Yeah. And also like I have this mentality where I feel like I'm the security system. Like if it's daylight, if it is daylight, uh, maybe it's because like the way I was just raised and stuff. And because I'm always within eyeshot of the, of my front door where it's like, I like who's going to walk in and who's going to walk in with like if they were gonna break in they were gonna break in yeah but it's like it, it shouldn't be that easy they shouldn't it's be true. able to like it's true and i shouldn't and I should say, yeah i should i'll i'll be better about it especially with i'm not so much scared for myself as much as i should be more doing it for my dogs and mm-hmm. little john 
and butter. And, and yeah, because I, yeah, I am a single bachelor that is very desired. I have my innocence that I need to protect. And you don't know what kind of a scary man is out there looking to take my uwu. <laughs> not your, not your uwu. <laughs> my uwu. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Uh, I'm so excited to make like duck eggs on rice after this. Have you had duck eggs before? Um, I've had duck eggs, but not like the way you're about to cook it. I will make an omelet and I will do one sunny side up. And I will do an over easy so we can dip okay. some of this like Japanese milk bread into it. Mm, yum. Mm hmm. Well, let's end the podcast so we can go eat. <laughs> I mean, it is, yeah. Okay, that's our time. Bye, everyone. Are you going to do the thing? You do it. No, I don't remember the thing. All right, if you like what you heard, like, subscribe. And don't be a hater. John doesn't like haters. John will show you his feet if you're a hater. Hey, okay, good, good night. Bye. <laughs>